Welcome to the Thundercast, your martial athletics podcast produced by the fans, for the fans, with your hosts, Russ Livingood and KD Hudnall. We're bringing you the thundering word on the thundering herd each and every week. So keep it right here. The Thundercast is on the loose. Thanks for downloading another episode of the Thundercast. You can follow us on Twitter at Thundercast underscore pod. And in the links in the description to all of our episodes, you can find all of our social media pages, including Facebook and the YouTube channel, as well as all the pertinent contact info for all of our killer sponsors that try to do such good things for all of our listeners and viewers. So if you wouldn't mind, head down there and check those guys out. We also make it really easy to join the Big Green and get involved with the Thunder Trust. All that sort of stuff, just things we like to do to make your herd fan experience even better. Russ, it's been a very, very busy week in Thundering Herd Athletics. We've got some teams that are getting really close to the end of their seasons. I've seen some announcements for like SBC tournaments coming up really soon. And we've still got some things going on in from like a individual performance category that we're going to get into. So we got to get it rolling. Uh, let's get a quick word from our sponsors at 304carwreck.com. If you've been hurt in a wreck, visit 304carwreck.com on the web or on Facebook. Jason and Matt are experienced injury lawyers in Huntington who practice throughout West Virginia, Ohio, and Kentucky. They can't protect you from bad drivers, but they will make sure you're treated fairly by the insurance companies. Find them at 304carwreck.com. All right, man. I know we've got a ton to talk about. There were some records broken this week uh, from multiple sports. So I don't know exactly what is uh, we're going to be talking about in the five things. So give me five things every herd fan needs to know this week. All right. Here are five things every herd fan needs to know this week. As always, brought to you by IgniteLink, the Tri-State's premier IT management team. Number one, Autumn Owen. Got him going, Autumn Owen. <laughs> It's going to stick. Breaks the season RBI record. Still got a lot to play. Yeah. Well, tied, right? Tied at 60. Set at 60. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Setting on 60. So uh, she and, and Rachel Folden are tied atop the herd record books right now. But yeah, just one more. And there's what, 15 games or something like that. At least 10 games left to play. Yep. Uh, you got to think with the production that she's put out up to this point, there's going to be one more in 10 games. But still, you know, this close or not this close, but at this point in the season, to already, you know, uh, take co-ownership of that all-time record just speaks to the season that she had. She came out of the gate like gangbusters. Remember the six-home run weekend early in the season to kind of propel that production really, really early. So it's just really cool, man. She's had a really good season. And uh, I would love, personally, I would love to see her just catch fire again to close out the year and put that thing so far out of reach that you sit back and go, dang, you know, how, how could something like this be matched again? But uh, congratulations to her. We, we kind of been doing a countdown on this and, and wondering when it would fall. And it took a game or two extra than I thought I might see it, but here it is and uh, really pumped for her, man. I think it's, I think that's really cool for her. Yeah. And uh, you know, they're kind of pitching around, you know, they, doing some unintentional, intentional walks on occasion and, uh, you know, not giving her a lot to hit and things like that because she's right up there in the, in the lead at, in 
the country, you mm-hmm. know, in, in a lot of uh, power stats and it, it gets tough. You know, it's not from uh, uh, a personal standpoint where it's getting tough from her. It's from a competitive standpoint where they don't want to give her anything to hit, you know, because <laughs> she's made that, uh, made that mark, made that impression. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked to, to Grace about, you know, being in that, spot right behind her and the opportunities that it presents and how some might view that as a daunting spot to be in. But, um, you know, she's taken the reins of those opportunities and really put up some good numbers uh, being in that situation and benefiting from, you know, Autumn being put on base so that the the, uh, opposing pitchers don't have to pitch to Autumn. But uh, just a great, great season. I'm really happy for her. She's a great player, great person, uh, really really good ambassador to for Marshall university and, and the game of softball. So you love it when good things happen to good people. She's a really good person. And I'm glad that she's, uh, you know, got this, got this part of the crown is hers. The whole crown yeah. might be hers in another game. Heck today, you know, the, we're going to get to this later on, but the finality, the finale of the uh, coastal Carolina series is going to be played uh, the, later this morning and into the afternoon. So by the time, <laughs> we could be talking about this now and then she could be the sole record holder, you know, in two hours from now, but still cool. Nonetheless, moving on over to number two, we're going to continue the breaking of school records, uh, theme. Brett Armbrester, uh, broke the 800 meter outdoor. Uh, he had been flirting with it for uh, a couple of weeks now, at least. Yeah. But uh, this is also coming off of him being named for the second time this year, the men's track Sunbelt Conference Athlete of the Week. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, heading to this point for Brett. We had been talking about it. I think, remember last week you said he was off by maybe like a second or something yeah. like that, somewhere between one and two seconds of the record. And it just felt like it was about to go. And mm-hmm. when it went, when that record went down this weekend, this past weekend, whatever yesterday it was uh it was like yep i knew it was coming and to just put that was like the icing you know like the the cake was the sbc runner of the week or track athlete of the week and then the icing was breaking this record so cherry on top is going to be when uh sbc championships roll around and you know if, if he continues on this pace we're seeing you know close to the record, even closer to the record, breaking the record. So you're still climbing to lower that time. If you really, really get that peak in the SBC championship week, that's going to be the cherry on top. Cause I'd, I'd love to see him uh, bring home an SBC championship in that particular discipline, because it seems like it's just been his, you know, this season. It's, it's yeah. pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm pumped for him. Yeah. He is leading the conference in that event, uh, in the 800 meters right now. So, uh, it's his to lose kind of he's the target that everyone is running against when they're in these meets and everything. He's got the time and that time is now one minute, 48.82 seconds is where that stands. Uh, the record, uh, has lasted since, uh, 99 since way back when we were in college. Yeah. So 24 years. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, we saw, you know, it's, it's lasted. I don't want to say that long, but, I mean, there wasn't a track team for a long time, so you come back, and now yeah, we're seeing yeah. we're seeing a lot of this stuff fall. I'm not saying that it wouldn't have fallen at some point, but I'm yeah. just I am just saying the point to that was this is a relative, still a relative new rebirth to the program, 
and all, some of these records are falling from you know 20 some years ago and this that's just really cool we we do we laugh and we joke about that to like man just wait until they get a whole year of practice or something like yeah. that but, but uh it's it's neat it's cool to see these things you know fall i'm sorry i like to see records fall i like to see uh it it shows me that um you know we're bringing in a I don't know, higher caliber. I don't want to say higher caliber of athlete, but it just shows you that we can break some records still. There are still yeah. things out there to be broken. Well, and, you know, we we say that that uh, team was gone, and they were gone for 20 years, but it did stand for four years before they, yeah. you know, dropped the program and everything. And it's it's wildly impressive to me, you know, any kind of running event. You know, I'm no runner, obviously, mm-hmm. but uh, – very very impressive in the right time of the year like you were talking about to build up to that peak right before the sunbelt conference championships yeah all right number three speaking of the sunbelt conference and our standings there we talked about this uh before learfield has a director's cup Mm -hmm. and marshall had won it in the fall we were number one in the sunbelt and we are number one after the winter in the director's cup and in dominating fashion. Uh, now, this is not just uh, Division One; It includes Division Two, Division Three. So when we say that we're 103rd nationally, that's out of a lot of teams, not just the Division yeah. One teams. Yeah. But the closest Sunbelt team to us is, I think, 55 spots or something wow. below us. So we're, we almost doubled uh in points the next closest person to us in the sunbelt dang i'm not trying to like put you on the spot or anything but does it mention there what like the overall criteria is for gaining points or yeah so it's uh by the team's uh performance so where they place you know overall in the standings and everything you get more points obviously for winning uh Mm -hmm. number one overall so your placement in the uh in the standings throughout the regular season is uh the the thing with this so it it shows that you're a well-rounded program yeah so this is like a standings for your athletic department yeah right instead of you know winning a series in baseball winning two or three games this is like you know winning a series of your athletic department your teams are winning as opposed to just your individual teams winning against another team that's pretty cool man that i know that's a big deal and 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 I'm not sure that there are enough folks that are uh, given the credit that this deserves based on what it is because it's, it could be confusing. Like, well, what the heck is a director's – whatever that is. Okay, cool, great. We're first. No, it means like there's a there's a certain level of consistency across our athletic programs, and it's a certain level of consistency in winning and, and placing really well. So that's why it's important. It shows that it's not just – you know, football, basketball, and everybody else, you know, like it is at so many other schools across the country, it's about everybody here. And, and that was the commitment that, that, uh, Christian Spears made when he got here. Like we were going to, if there was an area to improve, we were going to improve. That's what we have seen. It's been two straight semesters of Marshall leading the pack in the Sun Belt. So if, if, uh, there's an area where Marshall can do well. We're looking into those areas and we're seeing that we're getting instant type results from those, uh, you know, marked improvements. So to further clarify, 
and we talked about this and clarified it the last time we spoke about it, but this is for Learfield people that uh, or teams that are athletic departments that have partnered with the company Learfield, who obviously handles all of our advertising and website and everything that we have to do here at Marshall. Um, It says points are awarded based on a school's finish in up to 18 sports nine women and nine men. It doesn't mention what those are in the article. I did not further go in to see, but, uh, you know, I, I know that soccer is up there, so that mm-hmm. helps quite a bit, you know, and uh, softball is one of those. Uh, football, basketball, you know, some of the big sports that, you know, those are going to be your top four, top five. Those are obviously in there. Um, us having all of these sports, I think, helps quite a bit. You know, we have added some sports here for the next couple of years, and I like how rounded we are. And obviously here at the Thundercast, we try to promote all of these sports. Yeah. So, um, but we did, we are at, uh, and this was the winter standings. Uh, we were 55 spots higher uh, in national standings than South Alabama. They were our closest one. Uh, individual points, we had 109, and we more than doubled everybody else except for South Alabama. They had 60.5. Wow. That's a, that's a pretty large disparity. And I'm, I can't sit here and pretend like I'm a pro at how they score this stuff, but that just seems like a lot. You know, I know there are a lot of Learfield schools out there in the country, especially across all divisions of collegiate athletics, but that just seems like a lot, you know, like a hundred over a hundred to 60 is just a, it's just a big disparity. So we're doing we're doing pretty well, pretty pretty well. All right, so uh, this is also in addition. This is not in this article, but just to talk about it, uh, Sunbelt independently has the Bubas Cup, B U B A S, mm-hmm. and they handle like your. It's a different scoring and everything, but just how you are in the Sunbelt Conference amongst all sports that you're in. And uh, I don't have those in front of me. They're not up to date as of right now. I know somebody in on Twitter uh, keeps track of that. One of the Sunbelt uh, conference fans. I can't remember which one now, but uh, it's it's kind of neat to see that the four additions that were made are like the top five, four of the mm. top five. Yeah, it's definitely four of the top six. But we have been up there in attendance. We have been up there in uh, competition. So loving the Sun Belt and the Sun Belt's loving us. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right. Over to number four, the Marcos were held for the first time ever at the Keith Alby. And it was as we were recording, I think we recorded on uh, Monday of last week. Uh, they were happening that night. So uh, we did not, you know, want to to mention because it was coming out. The show was coming out the next day. Uh, we didn't want to mention anything. We thought we'd postpone it over to this one. But uh, pretty cool event. It was uh, thought up and written and presented all by the student athletes. So yeah. think of the Espies, but the Marcos. Yeah, it was really a cool looking event, man. You could tell it was like a dress up, like formal type event. You know, they wanted to put on, I, I know you said the ESPYs cause it's like a sports 
you know, related sure. deal. But Closer I was, to the Oscars. Yeah, I was thinking it was the Oscars because everybody was dressed really well. They were they it was a formal event and and it was a celebration of the athletic department and, and its achievements of certain teams and and players and they handed out you know uh, new I'm assuming newly created awards if this was the first you know Marcos so. Mm -hmm. That was really cool to see too, man. I'm, I'm glad that was just one of those things. I was, you know, I thought it was a cool idea anyway. And then when it was over, uh, and I was, you know, seeing the the list of tweets from Herd Zone about who won what and what they were and the little explanation, it began to dawn on me like, wow, this is just a really cool sort of um, thank you for like all the hard work and mm -hmm. you know a, a time to get recognized amongst your peers, which everybody likes. You know, yeah. it, it's not it's one thing to get recognized for your accomplishments just for fans. And that's great, too. But peer appreciation is oftentimes it means a little bit more because you they know what you're dealing with as an athlete. You know, they know the life and, and, and the commitment that it takes and all that stuff. And that's that was just a really, really uh, great way to show a little appreciation back to uh to the athletes i thought that was a great idea it looked really cool and i really hope that that um continues on for a long oh, yeah. time really really looked like a top-notch production could be a great tradition i love the locale you know at the keith albie we're yep. so blessed to have that right here we do things uh with marshall all the time so good for marshall athletics for getting that you know they've got some things on campus that they could do that mm -hmm. as well you know the uh, Jonesy Edwards Playhouse right there, and you've got, um, you know, the John Morris Room and other places that over in the Student Center. But the Keith Albee is just kind of special. Well, it looks like it just fits the vibe of, yeah. of this formal kind of like throwback gala looking yeah. type deal, and it just fits. So I'm, I'm glad they chose that location too. I, th I thought that was awesome. Let's put some shine on these athletes. I've got yeah. the list here. Ed Starling, male, male Student Athlete of the Year, Tavion Kinsey in men's basketball. Dr. Dorothy Hicks, Female Student Athlete of the Year, Allie Harrell in softball. Marshall University Alumni Association, Team Moment of the Year, Marshall Football, go figure, the win over Notre Dame. Yeah. Team Performance of the Year, Marshall Men's Soccer. Uh, it says Marshall advanced to the third round of the NCAA tournament and featured the SBC player and offensive player of the year, Milo Yosef, SBC newcomer of the year, and Adam Amash, and the SBC freshman of the year, and Matthew Bell. Six players were named to the top two teams of the SBC all conference selections. All right, newcomer of the year, Sydney Nestor, softball. Men's individual athletic performance of the year, Tyler Jones, men's golf, and it was his 62. Uh, at the 2022 Golf Week Intercollegiate, and that broke a Marshall record for the best round in history. Wow. Uh, he also won three events in 2022. Women's Individual Athletic Performance of the Year, Macy Majoy, women's track, and that is when she broke, well, not broke, set the record for being the first ever uh, Sunbelt Conference uh, award winner here at Marshall, and 3.9 eight meters at the Sunbelt Indoor Championships for the pole vault. The Herdway Comeback Player of the Year, Brad Armbruster, men's track, who we just featured earlier. 
Armbruster overcame a broken leg and COVID-19 to become the first male track and field athlete to earn all-conference honors for Marshall since 20, or 2004. Uh, Chad Pennington Leadership Award, male. Chad Heiner in baseball, female. Olivia Fogo in volleyball. And this says, this award was presented to the student-athlete who demonstrates the quality of leadership in each aspect of their lives, on the field, in the classroom, and in the community. Marshall Pride Award, Joelle Williams, Swimming and Diving, exhibits the greatest passion and dedication to Marshall through campus and community involvement and service. We Are Marshall Award, Marshall Volleyball, the award was presented to the team whose athletes demonstrate the strongest commitment to making an impact in the community and top overall academic award women's golf and men's cross country award given to the men's and women's teams with the top academic performance. So there you go. Pretty cool, man. It kind of spread the love around kind of everybody got look, got in on the action a little bit. Now just about every, team was featured and and you know i go back and i think about the one you just mentioned i can't remember the name of it but it was the whatever you said where they exemplify like the love for marshall and everything and i gotta think that that's incredibly competitive and incredibly hard to filter down and get to a single winner because it seems like so many of our athletes are just really truly passionate about marshall and about huntington and they just love being here so I do not envy whose job it was to figure that out, but list of cool uh, awards. KD, do you know what the Marcos is? I do now. It's a different. It's a differentiator. <laughs> I guess it is within the athletic department. It's a differentiator because I know. thought I, I thought I would steal your thunder for once and, <laughs> and and just say something's a differentiator. But you know what? It is. We're yeah. talking about. Uh, uh, parents and student athletes that are interested in coming to Marshall. And we talk about how we focus on the classroom, but look mm -hmm. at all these awards for community service yeah, and how much true. we have done. So it is, it really, I'm joking aside, this is a differentiator. Yeah. I mean, it's a, I know you don't go to this realm when you think about this type of thing, but this could be viewed as sort of like a recruiting tool because it's a nice summary of the things that, our teams are doing, you know, to provide an impact in other areas off the field, right? Because you're being recognized for those uh, time commitments and contributions that you make in the community and, and your passion around the school and all that kind of stuff. So when folks are looking for a place to spend the next, you know, number of years of their collegiate career, that might be something that are like, great, man, I want to, I want to be at a place that is hand in hand with the community and, and, puts a, a direct emphasis on um, being a positive impact in that community. So that's just a cool, it was just a cool freaking event and I'm really glad they did it. And I hope it just gets bigger and better and even more awesome because right out of the gate, I mean, they knocked this one out of the park right out of the gate. Yeah. Well, it was a uh, really, really cool week to have some, inaugural things mm -hmm. announced or take place the marcos just take took place uh something that's going to take place this week is our number five herd country cornhole classic you and i uh sat down briefly with uh chad pennington and uh, tyler ferris to talk about this event we put it out on social media and it's on our youtube channel 
But uh, this Friday, kicking off the spring game, is going to be replacing the annual bowling thing that they had been mm-hmm. doing for a few years with the Herd Country Cornhole Classic. And, man, it sounds pretty cool. It does, and I just think it's a, a more fitting event. I mean, nothing against bowling, but this just seems like a more appropriate tie-in event to a football game, right? Yeah. Because it, it it's what folks love to do. When they're tailgating is playing. You mean you, you mean you don't go over and uh, go to strike zone and uh, get in a few frames before the football game? <laughs> Not usually, no. Yeah. But you know, listening to Chad and Tyler talk about the details of this event right. and how it was going to go out sound really cool. And then when they're just like, "Hey, if we got bad weather, we just shove everything inside the Chris Klein Center," and you're like, "Dang, you just don't miss a beat, yeah. right?" And and I, <laughs> I jokingly said to Chad that I think that they may have inadvertently stolen the pr- the kickoff to the football season from the spring game by promoting this event and but I think they have because this is something that everybody can get involved in. You can't you get involved at the spring game by sitting and watching, right? But you can get involved with this event. You can you can get yourself a team together and and register and become a part of that event. So it allows more folks to become actively involved in the weekend. And I, I do think they kind of stole the, the thunder of the, the spring game as far as the kickoff to the football season goes. Well, so you said it, but didn't say it. It's a natural lead in to yeah. this because think of this as the tailgate for the event now we're going to be tailgating on saturday oh we're going to tailgate (laughs) and we're going to talk about that in detail here in a minute we are going to tailgate but this is the tailgate kind of yeah to the event so it's the tailgate of the tailgate right and um you know what goes hand in hand like you said at the tailgate herd country lager and cornhole and that's what they're doing so if you miss the details there's going to be up to 24 teams you need to get with tyler ferris and get your team registered asap because those slots will not last all day didn't he say that it was like a 24 hour time frame he well he said he was expecting that the slots would fill up within 24 ish hours so it was a really quick turnaround so we may be talking about this and it's full but you should still reach out and yeah. call Tyler. I'll link that video that we did uh, with Chad and Tyler in the description here so you can watch and get all the details on that if you want to. But I would suggest uh, either emailing or calling Tyler Ferris like as soon as you hear this portion of the podcast. Hit pause, call him, email him, and uh, see if there's spots available. Because if, you, if you're waiting until Wednesday, Thursday, you might be SOL. Uh, and since we talked, Russ, I know you got more to say about this, but mm-hmm. since we talked, you know, they had a list of of Herd Hall of Famers, Herd Greats that was out there already. And then after we put the video out, it seemed like that list doubled in size. Yeah. Like they secured more folks to be a part of this. So it turned into being a a kind of a bigger, big deal. Yeah, this is a who's who of, yeah. of uh, Marshall Greats that are going to be here. Uh, they are going to be playing with and against uh, 24 professionals from the American Cornhole League. And um, if you don't want to play, it's a spectator event. That's the yep. great thing about, you know, how many people were going just to watch the people bowl. You can't fit a whole lot of people in there. Guess where you can fit a whole lot of people? Yeah. Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So it's $5 to get in. Uh, if you are paying to park on Friday, it's $20 for the West lot. But if you paid to park, that also gets your ticket to get in. So one per vehicle. 
uh additional is just the five dollars so family of four it's going to run you 20 bucks plus another 15 that's 50, uh, 35 dollars to go in uh it starts at six o'clock and you've got several hours of watching uh all these herd legends doing their thing out on the field playing some cornhole yeah i remember remember tyler said that they're gonna have everyone in the chairback section so mm-hmm. you're gonna at least have a comfortable ish seat compared to a bleacher to sit in and uh, there will be plenty of room you can spread out and just kind of chill but it's a great way to kick off the uh, spring game weekend we know that there's going to be events Friday Saturday and Sunday so if you haven't by now cleared your schedule to make to be a part of at least some of these events if not all of these events I think what you're going to end up doing is regretting the fact that it seems like spring game weekend has kicked up a notch from what we historically have remembered it to be. And um, you're going to wish you had attended more things, starting with the Herd Country Cornhole Classic. Now, uh, officially, those lots will open at 4 o'clock on Friday, so you can get in there and start parking. And from 5 to 6 p.m., oh, and tailgate, you can get in there and park and tailgate. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can leave your uh tailgate set up overnight your vehicles overnight and everything and get right back in there at 10 a.m when the lots open on saturday but from 5 to 6 p.m on on friday up in one of the suites the skybox suites they're going to have uh some of these herd legends up there uh chad definitely will be there uh for a meet and greet it costs 50 dollars to get in for that hour you will get uh free food and drinks while you're up there cool yeah but that's we're going to have a lot more about this weekend, but I just wanted to talk about that for the, uh, for the fifth thing. And that does wrap up our five things as always brought to you by ignite link, man. That's a killer five things. Can you think about, let's, let's rewind and revisit the kick-ass Marcos thing. We got the herd country, uh, cornhole classic coming up this weekend, uh, an SBC runner of the week, a school record going down. Dang. Autumn Owen ties a school record. I mean, this was a great five things, man. I, I feel like I know this is completely by accident. Some of it is anyway, but this is leading into this great weekend that we got coming up. All of this positivity, all of this coolness that we get to talk about and then go through the week leading into an awesome set of events on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. So five things. Great. Let's talk about that. And I intentionally left number five to be the Cornhole Classic so we could lead right into that for our feature segment. It's been a while since we've had a little feature on here, and we're going to take a little time to preview this great weekend that we got coming up. Yeah. So, uh, KD, we were given an opportunity, and uh, and we will be taking part in something very cool and why don't you tell everybody what we're going to be doing on Friday at this Cornhole Classic? So... In an effort to really get some uh, pub out on this, get some extra eyes on it. So if you can't make it to town, if you're an out-of-towner and you're like, man, I'd really like to see this, this would be awesome. Um, we were presented with an opportunity to go set up and broadcast at the Joan during this Curd Country Cornhole Classic and kind of bring you the action a little bit. Uh, and, um, you know, between games... And as they're standing around just waiting their turn, we're going to have our herd greats 
come over, sit down, chat with us, just talk about the weekend, talk about, you know, what, it, just chop it up for a little bit and, and talk about how great it always is to get back to Huntington and, and the positivity that's surrounding the entire athletic programs and just get to know these guys a little bit more to help, again, bring you closer to the athletic programs and uh, Im- improve your and enhance your fan experience. But, man, what a great opportunity uh, to – you know, when somebody says, hey, would you like to just come over and sit down and spend time talking to some of your favorite players of all time? You're not going to do not do that. <laughs> I mean, I thought, is this are you being serious? Because it felt like um, from a, like a personal like fan standpoint. Yeah. I mean, that's like a winning lottery ticket right there, you know. So I am super pumped about that. But there's there's a lot more that's going on. That's, you know, that's cool for us. Mm-hmm. But you fans really got to get down to Huntington and be a part of these events. They make it. It's, first of all, it's ridiculously affordable, ridiculously yeah. affordable to just go and park. And if you're going to tailgate, you didn't even mention this, but I'm sure you were going to. If you're going to tailgate uh, Friday and you got a setup, you can buy your parking for both days, Friday and Saturday. So you don't have to leave your setup behind. You can leave it there at the Joan overnight. Now you will be responsible for anything happens to it, but you can leave it there Friday and Saturday. So you don't have to take it away and reset everything up. So they're making it user-friendly. It's, it's going to be a great freaking weekend, but uh, that's just Friday. I mean, give me some more details because, well, first, I, I want to talk about this a little bit more on yeah, Friday yeah. because I mean, if, I get I get flustered when I think about yeah, this because it's it, and my and my thoughts just start to go everywhere, you know. So I get scatterbrained because of how cool this is personally for me to take part in. If you are in a drivable distance to Huntington, you need to be there Friday to witness this. I I mean, you you need to, and. The money is going to the quarterback club through the big green and it helps the football team, you know, and that's the same for the, the, the game day experience on the spring game, the parking for that and the, um, uh, the parking and this cornhole classic thing, all that is going to benefit the football team. So you really need to be there in person, but if you are out of state or you are a couple of hours away and you cannot make it there Friday evening, and you hope to make it there for Saturday, we are going to allow you the experience of watching this, even though you can't be there in person. And it's going to be made possible on the, you know, the the big green and the quarterback club reaching out to us to allow us to do this. But uh, also Ignite Link will be operating all this yeah. stuff as they do, you know, for every tailgate Thundercast Live that we do, you know, they're they're making this possible. So we are going to have just a a backup plan for those that cannot be there. Get there if you can. If you absolutely cannot, we got you taken care of that you can at least feel like you got some of the experience. Now, I'm not going to be calling play-by-play no. on, on, uh, on some cornhole. <laughs> but I am going to be talking to some herd legends. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll get one of the, one of them in there and see if they'd like to call a little play-by-play as a, <laughs> as a joke or something. But we'll we'll see what we can do. But it is going to be a fun couple of hours. I it promise. sure is. It sure is. Now, look, we should even go back a little bit before that because – while our emphasis for softball is on Sunday, which we'll mm. get to, they're at home on Friday. 
and they're mm -hmm. playing at 1 p.m. So if yep. you really wanted to get downtown early, you mm -hmm. could make an entire day out of it. So you could go to the softball game, then to the West Lot to tailgate, then to the Cornhole Classic. So I just wanted to get that out there. There's an event earlier in the day if you wanted to do that. But um, Friday, the, the Cornhole Classic, you got to be down there. You got to be down there if you can get there. I mean, for 20 bucks to park and then a, a five bucks for each additional ticket beyond one, how do you not do that? It's it just it's going to be cool. And you get to see these legends, Hall of Famers. And, and who knows, maybe you'll have an opportunity to interact a little bit in the parking lots as they're coming in and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be it's going to be a cool deal. So what else is on tap that weekend? Well, starting on Friday, <laughs> we're going to have uh, some people out there cooking at our tailgate spot that we're going to have for Saturday. And uh, you might have seen a little taste of it when uh, KD retweeted it. Uh, I, I did as well. I quote tweeted it personally, but a lot more people follow the Thundercast than they yeah. do. And uh, the Thundercast uh, showed a little bit of some burn ins that uh, Kyle Walker had on his smoker. And those those will be featured heavily. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of different barbecue. We're going to have some killer sides. We're going to have all kinds of stuff. Uh, for you over there saturday we'll be there at 10 a.m uh when the lots open food will not be ready at 10 but you can come over and please come over and and kick it with us we're going to be talking to some people our wonderful sponsors that are making this event possible uh we are going to have uh this is maybe even news to you kd the cook team wanted to throw some love to the thunder trust because they believe in it and they are putting out a tip jar, not for them, but if you enjoy this food and say, hey, thanks to our, these sponsors for allowing this to take place and I get to enjoy this for free, I'm going to tip these guys. If you don't have cash on you, we'll have a little QR code that you can tip. All that goes 100% goes to the Thunder Trust. So uh, just a cool thing, if you think about this circle, that because we have these four sponsors, which mm -hmm. I'm going to talk about here in a minute, uh, these four sponsors have made it possible to present this food to you. And this cook team is doing this for free to present this food to you. And just because of that, they're just asking only if you want to kick a little money over to the Thunder Trust. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is that? What an unbelievably kick-ass circle. And no, I didn't know that. Uh, but that is just another way, you know, and this, I should, we should say, like you mentioned it, but I want to drive this home. This is not us. This is not our idea. This is the cook team that is, they are um, volunteering their time and their expertise, which, <laughs> I mean, I can volunteer my time too, but my expertise is nowhere near the same scale that these guys bring. So you're going to be treated to this amazingly good food. And when I, it sounds like we're being sensationalist with this, but it's no. really freaking good. Well, just and, look. Listen, two smokers, all right? One smoker is a big deal at a tailgate. Right. We're going to have two. One is a huge smoker. The other one, a little more mobile. But two smokers, plenty of room that we're going to have over there. And we'll have this as well on Sunday. But right mm -hmm. now, we're, we're focusing on Saturday. A professional sound system. Two, maybe three TVs. Mm -hmm. And this is like a tailgate guys this is what you see people professionally doing tailgating on tv i don't care how much of a tailgate you have at marshall i'm not trying to diminish your tailgate at marshall i have a feeling that you're going to still say man these guys tailgate 
And yeah. I'm talking about the Cook team, not yeah. us. Now there are some killer setups over there uh, on game days. There are. And I've got some I've got some buddies that I know and, and fellas, if you're listening, we're not trying to it's not a competition here. I'm just saying that they're on par with what you guys do too. It's really really cool. Uh, they they take their tailgating seriously just like you guys do, but they're uh, being awesome enough to again cook all night long so that this awesome food is ready for you, you know, for your game day experience. And it's really good. So back to the circle, they've decided, Hey, amongst ourselves, amongst what we would like to do to try to give back, we'll take whatever tip you want to give. If you want to, you know, put a couple of bucks in the jar, all of it's going to go over to the Thunder Trust and help support the NIL Mm -hmm. um, collective because we know that's just an important thing in today's world. And, and whether you agree with it or not, it's kind of sort of irrelevant because it's here and it has to remain here. And we have to be competitive in that space um, just to remain, be as competitive and put our guys in, in, as, uh, in the best position possible to you know, retain our current players and put the best product on the field. We all like winning, and this is you know, one of the costs of winning now. So we're all going to go over and have a great time. And if you want to help out, help out. We'd love to have your support. But I just think that's a really cool gesture from uh, from Kyle and the crew to to want to do that. Uh, I should say, yes, come over. Even if you're not hungry, come over and just hang out with us. Come and talk and, and shoot the breeze. We'd love to meet you. We love, Russ and I love meeting new people. And, of course, we like seeing our old friends, too. So come on over, hang out with us. Um, you know, if you're thirsty, you might want to bring an extra drink or so with you because I can't promise that there will be an overflowing of whatever because we have no idea how many people are showing up, right? Yeah. So bring along a little cooler with you just so you can at least uh, make sure that you are covered. But um, you're in for some killer food. And people might be wondering, how am I going to find these guys over there amongst everyone that's tailgating? Well, we would be the ones with two smokers because I don't <laughs> think anybody else is going to have that. Yeah. You, you won't have to look very far. Follow the smoke. Just like when a new Pope is announced, you're going to, you're going to follow it, go right over there and you'll see probably the biggest tailgate over there. Yeah. It, it would be probably pretty easy to find, but look, just come over and be ready to have a great time. Then we're going to go inside the Joan and watch um, a really cool display of herd football. So we can all get an idea of what's going on. It's, it's just going to be great, man. And yeah, we have, you know, we have purposefully not hit football very hard right now, you know, and I know a lot of folks are clamoring for it. Like it's football season guys. You're not talking about football a lot. Well, it's kind of on purpose because, we want everybody to go and get a look at this team and, and form an opinion on your own without us, you know, necessarily swaying it one way or the other leading in. Now, after the spring game, you know, we'll, we'll start diving into our football coverage more, right? Because there'll be just things to talk about. But um, this, this was very much on purpose, building up to this spring game weekend. And then we have the game. And then, you know, after the game is over, we're – going to hang for a little while and continue to tailgate so you should plan to hang out have a good time and all that good stuff so then then (laughs) the next morning marshall plays at noon in softball and we're going to be over there and we're going to be tailgating in the softball lot uh exact location still to be determined but uh a lot's not that big you can't miss it well but 
we we may be in the third avenue lot i kind of expect that's where we're at but they you know we'll we'll talk if they want us to be in a certain place that's where we'll sure right but so the thing is we're not going to be that hard to find on sunday either yeah so we're going to be over there with the same food not just reheating it we're going to be the same types of food all new cooked food all new cooked food being cooked all saturday night um so we'll be over there early and we'll have you know plenty of time to tailgate before that game james madison is a big series Mm -hmm. you know so that'll be the the final game of that series and what a great event we think it will be for everyone that stays in town before you leave town go over there and pack the dot and just make a crazy atmosphere. It's a great atmosphere already, but Hey, let's, uh, let's see if we can't make it the most packed it's ever been. Yeah. I don't know what the attendance record is at the, at the dot, but, um, you know, being able to capture some of that fandom from the spring game from the day before and having people downtown. I mean, even if you got to check out of your hotel and check out what might be 11 o'clock or whatever, that's kind of perfect because you check out of the hotel and you go to the damn softball game. Yeah. Softball games at noon. I have a feeling that we're going to be eating around 10 30 ish or something. So check out of your hotel, come right down there and tailgate with us. Yeah. And, and, and again, we're going to be tailgating and, and, uh, you know, all throughout the game, we're going to have a great time at the game, and we're not leaving after the game. We're going to have – we want to give everybody an opportunity to, you know, to to get a little bit of this food. I mean, we don't want to waste anything. So yeah. if you're like, look, I can't do it before the game. I want my seat. I'm right behind home plate. I don't want to yeah. lose that. Yeah. Okay, I get that. So you're going to watch the game. Game's going to be over. Herd's going to capture that dub, and we're going to – you can walk right out to the outfield, and, you know, we're going to hang out as Herd fans – you know, win, lose, or draw, it's going to be a great time. Yeah. So everybody that's at that stadium, at the field, should leave full as to what, what I feel like. So, And James Madison fans, if any of them happen to hear this, you're welcome to. You know, we're not going to stand over there and give you the stink eye like we don't want per- people in purple over here. No. We, some, we won't. We won't. Well, some might, but we won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah we you're won't. you're always welcome at our tailgates too. And, and you know, we, we love meeting fans from other schools. It's, we feel like that's uh, – kind of important you know uh, russ and i both and and many 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 herd fans feel like it's very very important that opposing opposing fans come to huntington and leave huntington with a positive experience of going to watch the herd play and that doesn't just count for football you know because it you'll want to come back they'll want to come back and stay in our hotels again and spend money at our restaurants and and support our local economy so we should always you know, be welcoming and hospitable to our um, opposing fans. I mean, we can beat them, beat the beat the dogs not out of them during the game, not the fans, but you know, beat their team during the game and just be buddies again afterwards. I think that was is what herd hospitality is all about. Do you have anything else about this epic weekend? Hell no. Can it get here? <laughs> yeah. So um, I want to move in and talk. You know, we we had a seven week deal about tc chalkboard oh yeah you know this this contest that we had so i want to get into it we had two winners out of everyone that guessed there were a lot of guesses uh guesses throughout the seven weeks and then at the end we had only two and i want to give a shout out real quick one the twitter handle heard thoughts uh Mm -hmm. got it first and uh sam click also got it and what they win is uh parking pass and a ticket to the spring game. 
So uh want to thank everybody for participating, guessing, playing along. Man, a couple of people, uh, including Sam. Sam had a, uh, a chalkboard <laughs> of his own where he had all seven of the clues and had notes out from them and everything. So it, it looked good. And it finally clicked for him. Uh, <laughs> not not to have a pun on his yeah. on his last name but it finally uh everything started to click and then he got it but uh i want to go over board by board very briefly uh talk about what these clues meant and then announce what this actually was because i've had a lot of people asking me when are you going to tell us when are you going to tell us here you go all right so clue number one had the word gratis, G-R-A-T-I-S. That means free. So this deal is going to be free that we're bringing to you. And it had a capital T with everything else lowercase and different colors, uh, green and white, for the T. So the T is featured. That's important. So free and the letter T was what you should have gotten from that board. Clue number two was binary code, and it spelled out news. So news is the clue from there, and binary code makes you think of computers and Mm -hmm. such. Clue number three was a hangman clue, and the phrase was all teams. And the a lot of people didn't realize this, but H, the E, the R, and the D were all gone from the uh, guesses over there, but the letter L was featured in green. So from that, all teams heard and the letter l is what you should have gotten clue four was scrabble tiles and it spells out photos and this is probably the most obscure thing that anyone i didn't expect anybody to get it but the uh numbers on the tiles lead to the number 11 if you add them all up and number 11 on our football roster last year was stacy marshall so just trying to go with the theme of you know, how can we make this multiple meanings? Mm -hmm. It was about Marshall and photos. Clue number five, the 12th of 24 letters is blank. The Greek alphabet has 24 letters. The 12th letter of that is mu or mu. I'm sorry. I was going to say not mu, (laughs) but we've heard that all throughout being Greeks at Marshall in a fraternity, yeah. you know, it's the letter mu, but that is M-U, very fitting. But also, uh, if you're writing just the letter, it's the letter M, and that's what you should have gotten from that. Clue number six is, get over to that one, 311 times 23 is the key. So if you add those or times those, uh, it comes out to 7153, 7,153. And that will help you unlock what this is. And clue number seven was merch, short for merchandise. And the letter H was featured. So if you go back to clue number six, where it says 7153, if you take the featured letters from boards seven, one, five, and three in that order, it spells out HTML. KD, what does HTML tell you? It says that we are about to launch a website. We are la- launching a website. You can actually go to this 
right now during this show. It's not going to be. This is a very, very soft open. This is maybe a cotton swab open. Mm -hmm. And it's going to get a lot better. And hopefully by around July the 1st, we'll have it all fleshed out. But right now you can still go there and kind of see a little bit of the layout and things that we're going to have. And I have a couple of articles up for you just for coming this early. But uh, we are launching a website. It's thundercast.online. We tried to make it real easy for you. Thundercast.online. Um, we're going to have articles written by us, written by fans. It's all going to be from the fan experience. We're not going to be doing play-by-play -play on games. We are going to be doing articles of interest. One article, uh, we have a football player uh, that transferred here before last year, and we're going to talk to the parents and family of this player to kind of get a, what was it like for a, a family when a transfer happens? Mm -hmm. You know, things, things that aren't out there that you're going to read every day. That's the kind of stuff we're going to have. It's all going to be about the fan experience. We're going to highlight things like this tailgate that we're doing this weekend. You know, it's all going to be things like that. So if you would like to ever write for the Thundercast and would like to submit something, feel free. Those photos, it's not just going to be photos we take. Submit your photos to us mm -hmm. when you're at these events, and we'll put them on Thundercast.online. This is all going to be an amplification of the Thundercast and the fan experience, which is all what we want to do. Yep, that's right. And you, you should uh, go ahead and bookmark the site. You know, uh, again, I always say this: save, open a tab on your phone, and just have it there, so it's constantly ready. I'll put a link to the, I'll put the web address in the in the uh, description of the episode. And uh, there's some really cool things coming down the pipeline on this website. You know, it's not just going to be your standard fare like Russ is saying. We, we want to bring stories out there that aren't often told. And mm -hmm. we, we want to tell those stories. And uh, Russ has some great ideas as, uh, on uh, things to do to do that. Of course, you'll be able to listen to all of our episodes on our website. He mentioned merch. We're going we're gonna to put together a store so that we can – you know, get get Thundercast shirts and 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 things like that out to people that want them. Um, it's just it's just a destin. We want to make a destination site, and, and there's other things that we're not going to talk about because if you remember all the way back in the very first episode of the Thundercast, Russ and I talked about some of the things that we wanted to do and that we weren't going to talk about them because we like to be creative but we don't want to be creative for somebody else, mm -hmm. right? So in order to protect our ideas. You know, we're going to wait until we launch them so they're actually our ideas. <laughs> but anyway, this is just the next thing. And, and you might say to yourself, Thundercast.online. Why? That's weird. Why not Thundercast.com? Well, it fits our brand, right? Because we have Thundercast Live. Now we're going to have Thundercast Online with the website. And we just have the Thundercast, which is the actual podcast. So it fits our branding. And, and it, we think it's easier to remember, you know, and, and try, try to... Well, what brand cohesion? That's a big yeah. thing here at Marshall, and that's something that we're trying to explore and and um, you know bring into our realm as well. And and I mean, you know, I I would have rather had it Thundercast dot online anyway because that's what this is called is Thundercast online. However, uh, Thundercast dot com was taken way 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 back in the nineties when you know websites were just becoming a, a thing and more popular it was taken up and i don't think anybody really did anything with it but 
you know, we didn't want it to be thundercastonline.com, yeah. thundercast.online. So Thundercast Online, you will be able to find us. We're we're gonna have just a killer, killer time with this. It's just the written form of our uh our things. There'll be the links, of course, to our podcast on there. We want that to be your your central hub for all things the Thundercast. That's right. It's going to be great. And there'll be opportunities for people to get involved. But as more comes out, we'll talk about it more. But for right now, Russ, uh, if there's nothing else from you for this great weekend coming up and this uh, the uh, website launch, let's go around the herd. Let's do it. Let's take us around the herd. And we're going to start out with tennis. They lost to Appalachian State four sets to three. Very, very competitive back and forth. Uh, and that was just uh, yesterday. Uh, they, I'll get into the results of that in just a second. They are playing at Western Kentucky today, as mentioned last week. That's of interest to you where you used mm-hmm. to have, uh, moonshine throwdown. And then they will actually be at James Madison next Saturday. So let's talk a little bit about what they did. Uh, Johanna Strom, uh, won in her match, if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to bring it up real quick, but, um, I know she won in in doubles, so let's start with that. Here is the results. All right. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. She she lost in that doubles. Uh, it was her singles that I was thinking about. Um, she won six to four and six to one. She continues to just roll through this. Uh, uh, also got a singles win from Dora Teja Joksovich and Sophia Hurion. And then in doubles, we ended up losing on all of those. And that kind of sealed it there on, on the doubles was how we lost four to three. Yeah. If but, I'm not mistaken, they were also interrupted by weather. Two times, two yeah. different times. Yeah. What is it so, with App State and her game matches and games here lately? The softball series got cut short with weather and now tennis, and this is not the way you want to do things, Mounties. So over on the soccer field, uh, the collegiate spring league ended. Marshall ended up uh, blowing out Bowling Green four to nothing to take third place. So onward and upward with that. Uh, just a side note, Louisville did end up winning the entire spring league deal, so the herd lost, lost to the to eventual it. champion. And even though they are the third place team, eh, you know, losing to the eventual champion takes a little bit of the sting out of it, I guess, if you want to look at it that way. But consider the breaks beaten from the Bowling Green uh, Falcons, is whatever they are, I think. Yeah. So good, great way to finish, four to nothing. You know, let one slip away against Louisville, but hey. They uh, otherwise a great offensive outpouring throughout the entire spring league. And who's to say, you know, if we were in the other division and we would have, you know, faced Louisville in the finals, never, never know. Anyway, track and field. uh, We talked about Brad Armbruster breaking the 800 meter and that he leads the conference in that Uh, the women picked up four wins in that uh, Virginia meet. They were actually at two different locations. So let's go to the results from that. Kylie Maston finished. uh, Well, first, let me tell you about the men. Evan White broke the 15-minute mark in the 5K with uh, 14 minutes, 46.49 seconds. And uh, that would uh, score in the conference meet right now. So he would be placing up there in the top three. Um, 
over at James Madison, Kylie Maston uh, won in the 1500, Tyra Thomas in the 100 meter hurdles, Marianne Adebayo in the hammer, and Macy Mayjoy in the pole vault. Uh, in the hammer throw, we took first, second, and third. Yep, we swept mistaken. the podium one, two, and three, and went one and two in the pole vault as well. We had other second place finishes uh, in the men, and three and two and three and four in the women. All that's over on Herd Zone if you mm-hmm. want to look at all the the stuff. Yeah, uh, I, I just thought that was really cool. We go one and two in the pole vault, and I, you know, I tweeted out pole vault you, you know, because yeah. we had talked about that before, and and that got a little bit of traction. I, I think that's pretty pretty cool thing to hang your hat on. And sweeping the podium in the hammer throw was pretty awesome too. Volleyball, they played over in Louisville, KIVA, and a uh, little clarification because there's no scoring available on uh, herd zone. Uh, Coach Agonist says that they played for time in that okay. KIVA. So they ended up playing very close. They played very well, uh, ended up uh, taking a couple of sets and losing a couple, but uh, they were basically playing for time and they were overall thrilled with the performance that they had. Yeah. Other side note on volleyball, I saw that they're out recruiting again. Mm-hmm. So a couple of different locations, I think some, I don't remember where, uh, but I did see that uh, Ari was out somewhere and I, think it was uh charlie yeah was out somewhere too i'm not sure but yeah always on the trail women's golf kicking off uh early or teeing off why didn't i say teeing off kd why didn't i I edit that out and put in teeing (laughs) off just kidding but uh teeing off this morning uh the sunbelt conference tournament that will run through tuesday they're playing in daytona beach so we will have uh results on tuesday we'll put those out on how the women did in the sbc tournament uh really hoping for a strong showing obviously of course and and uh there'll be up there i think it's the lpga it is uh deal because i mean that's right there you know lpga boulevard or whatever is right there in daytona beach but side note side note once these uh tournaments are done and championship week is done you might as well just pull the team bus into the ginormous brand new buckies that they built up there because uh i i imagine that's that's something cool to see i've still never been able to go to one of those but uh that's been i don't know maybe getting close to two years now maybe maybe a year but it's right there by lpga boulevard and i bet you you know when when the bus or whatever goes by there they're gonna be like can we can we stop (laughs) so just a cool thing i hope i hope that uh you know we we have us a really super strong showing and hey who knows somebody might catch fire you might walk away with some hardware the mountaineer invitational is what the men's golf will be in they're uh, actually playing at uh monday and tuesday at the pete dye golf club in bridgeport so if any of our fans are up in that area and want to go to that uh, go root on the herd. Take it over to the baseball diamond. Uh, we took one uh, eight to six on Tuesday from Ohio. We got the Bob Kitties and uh, then different Bobcats. We went down to Texas State and the first two games we lost five to one and six to nothing. Final yeah. game of that series is today. Knew that was going to be a tough series, or it yeah. you know, still is. It's the third game to go. We could still get this one but uh man that texas state team's really really good and and i'm honest i'm surprised i'll be honest with you i'm surprised that uh texas state didn't put you know more runs up because they're just a very uh very offensive 
firepower type team and they're they're able to put up a lot of runs on basically anybody so i know we come up short in both of these games but i feel like limiting to five runs six runs is 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 pretty good is pretty solid if we could just get our own bats going you know we can we can uh get one of these or get two of these but bringing the bell back home for the midweek always cool anytime yeah. you can secure a dub over a rival you want to do that and that was nice man uh, I, I really like these, um, you know, traditionally the battle for the bell is a football thing and it's a traveling trophy, but you have to just translate these across multiple sports, if not all sports, if you can, because it just, it just adds to the, the relevance. It adds to the story and it's, you always want to have bragging rights over your historic rival. And I don't know that there's a bigger historic rival than Ohio. There might be a more heated rival amongst certain generations of fans, but and you, you just want to beat Ohio any way you can, and I'm glad they were able to go on the road to Athens, take the baseball bat, bell, and bring it back. That was that was awesome. And we're finishing up with softball, which uh, we went down to Moorhead State and came away with a victory 4-2 to two at Coastal this weekend. We dropped a heartbreaker uh, in the first game, came back, yeah. had a, a bounce-back win in the second game, and they are playing right now for their third game. But you got all the info on that. Yeah, the midweek at Moorhead was one we needed, you know, because it was it it we had gone to Monroe and and dropped a game and and the streak came to an end. So it was nice to get back to the winning ways. And we heard, um, I, I can't recall which one of the softballers that we were talking to during the five part series say, you know, midweeks are about who wants it more. You know, that's what they said. So it's a different type type of animal, you know, than the weekend series. It's like you got to want it, and uh, they went to Moorhead. It was a tough game there for a while. And Marshall, they never they, – they were never losing the game. They were in the lead, then it was tied, and then Marshall retook the lead later in the game. But it was a battle. It was it was a little battle. And I don't know what's been going on here lately, but the, the herd bats have kind of just hit this uh, part in the season, and they've gone – a little bit more silent than they had been. The run support isn't there as much as it had been. So, you know, our pitchers aren't aren't being uh, blessed with, you know, six and seven run leads going into the late innings of the game. So, you know, everything's magnified a little bit right now. Games are closer, and, and it, it shows that what Megan said, we were going to face adversity. It's how we respond, and, and that seems like what we're doing right now. We're, we're seeing that adversity pop up against uh, teams that you would think we would have an easier road to victory with. It's just not that way right now. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. We do get the 4-2 to win over Moorhead. 34-4 and on the season at that point. Savannah Rice goes complete game, uh, season high, 11 strikeouts in that one to remain undefeated on the season. Uh, Cam Mahalis in that one, two for three. Uh, Alex Coleman, Sid Bickle, and uh, Bub all go two for four. Sid Bickle with another triple on the season, and Bub gets an RBI. Autumn Owen, one for four in that one, but two RBIs to put her atop the single-season RBI record with uh, the great Rachel Folden to that point. Uh, then the opening game loss against Coastal Carolina, it was just – it was just not an ideal game for the herd in that one. There were too many errors, and they left 10 on base. We were just unable to capitalize on opportunities. And it was it was late-inning errors that put Coastal in a position to keep runners on, extend innings around, and then it ended, you know, on um, an absolutely 
in an absolutely brutal way with a dropped pop fly and a bad throw and then, you know, a runner coming around to win it in walk-off fashion. It was a rough one. It was just rough. And I know the gals know they let that one slip away because they came right back out the next day and won five to three. But in that four to three loss, Sid Nestor went six and two-thirds. And had it not been for, you know, walk-off fashion, obviously that's six and two-thirds was a complete game because, you know, they, they walked it off. But uh, six hits, three earned, and only 4K for Sid. But rough way to go. No no real uh, run support. A lot left on base. That was just a bummer. Autumn Owen in that one did go two for two with two walks. And Grace went uh, with the three-run three blast for all of Marshall's runs. Dropped the herd to 34 and five at that point, nine and two. Uh, sole possession of second place in the standings, which is still where we are to this point. Uh, after the 5-3 to three win yesterday, 35 to, 35 and 5 on the season, 10 and 2 in the Sunbelt Conference play. One behind Louisiana in the loss column. Savannah Rice, uh, 5 and 2. Get this. Get this pitching lineup right here. So we pitched three yesterday. Savannah Rice, 5 and 2 thirds innings pitch, seven hits, two earned runs, and 3K. Bree Godfrey comes in for one third of an inning pitched, three hits, one earned run, and one K. And she notches the win with one third of an inning pitched. Uh, Sid Nestor comes in to pitch the final frame. No hits, no runs, 1K for her second save on the season. Uh, Alex Coleman goes three for four with two runs scored in that one. Sid Bickle goes two for three. And Grace goes one for three with an RBI. The finale, of course, we said was today at 11 a.m. Currently, they are, let me see, I had it up and watching. They're through two, two innings, uh, tied one to one with Coastal Carolina. So we need to get this one. Coastal has given her bits in this road series for Marshall. But, um, you know, this this right here shows how impressive that the streak that Louisiana has going on really is. 70-some yeah. series wins because we're in a dogfight with a Coastal Carolina team that record-wise and performance-wise, we're just better than. And mm -hmm. they've kind of got our number in certain aspects this weekend. So it just proves on any given weekend, anybody can beat anybody in this Sunbelt Conference. So – um, we'll see how this one ends out. Sid Nestor's in the circle. She's uh, she's dealing. So we can bust the bats out a little bit, get a little bit of run support. Heard can uh, escape this one with a series win and head back home. Well, that does it for taking us around the herd with all of our uh, stuff that we got. To, oh, no, let's talk quickly, real quickly, okay. about where they're, you know, what's coming up this week for softball. Yeah. Tuesday, Tuesday Alabama coming here. Alabama will be playing an early game. And then uh, right after that game, they're playing uh, Marshall. So uh, the details are over on Herd Zone if you uh, haven't seen them. But you can park for free across the street at the old ACF location. If you want to tailgate, those spots are going to be going quick. You had to pay to get tickets for those. That info is on there as well. But uh, get over there. Support your team. Uh, Alabama. Probably Montana Fouts, a uh, local kid, going to be uh, opposing us. She could pitch in the early game, probably going to pitch against Marshall, if I had to say. So get over there and watch. Yeah, and you really need to read that article to get the particulars about how they're handling this situation. All I'm going to say is if you want to see the herd and have a good seat, you might want to show up for the early game. Just yeah. saying. So this is a little bit of a piece of advice there. Um, if you want to make the dot a true – home field advantage, I would suggest that herd fans show up early, set through the early game, and do not move your rear end from your seat. So 
Uh, it's a big week on tap, big, big week. Alabama's going to be a big game. Marshall wins that one, and they're going to open the eyes of uh, pollsters across the country and voters across the country, and it's really going to look good on that resume. So this is a big week. And then, of course, you got the big JMU series that's going to go a long way into Sunbelt Conference standings. Just a big week. Get ready. If you got nothing else, Russ takes out of here. All right. Whether you see us at uh, the Joan, whether you see us at the Dot on Tuesday, or whether you see us over there on Friday, Saturday, Sunday for an epic, epic, epic weekend eating as much barbecue as I could possibly put in my mouth. No matter where you see us, we're going to be saying, go Herd. Go Herd. It's the Thundercast. We'll see you sometime. Maybe later this week. Later.